0: And hello, and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I am your host, Joel, and am I really recording? We took a week off, and now I'm not even sure if I'm actually recording or not, if my freaking OBS... <laughs> uh, okay, look, it actually is recording, but I don't think it started till late again. This is this is what happens when we take a week off, Matt. Everything goes to shit.
1: <laughs> it's alright. With the, the magic of editing, I can make it sound like you didn't actually start recording a little bit into it yeah
0: (laughs) there you go there you go this is this is why matt is an integral part of the comic multiverse organization how how are you doing sir
1: pretty good pretty good Uh, that that week off was actually kind of good
0: (laughs) agreed yeah it's nice to take one off every so often we did it for several reasons uh mainly the big one was that there was no news last week nothing worth talking about and i know you, you guys are like well shit that's never stopped you before from turning in a two-hour epic when there was no news that's true but yeah
1: it's it's probably actually a good thing we did wait
0: yeah because more uh, came down the pipeline later uh I, i'd actually been fairly busy this week as well uh got my mom her first vaccine uh vaccine shot that felt good
1: lovely lovely
0: one last thing I got to worry about, and of course, because you know my genes are garbage, which means her genes are garbage too. Just about every side effect you can think of, she got it. Oh yeah, all the all the fluish symptoms, all the chills, all the sweating. So I was, you know, following her around trying to take care of her, and then I forgot today was Mother's Day as we <laughs> record this, and I'm like, oh fuck, I should really, really have tried to do something for her. Luckily, uh, my shitty podunk town finally got like uh, what is it doordash the mm-hmm, food mm-hmm. delivery app so i was able to actually order her a nice breakfast
1: oh that's nice
0: i got her a nice eggs benedict and of course because she doesn't eat all of her food her leftovers became my dinner <laughs> <laughs> So that was good for me. Uh, Another reason we didn't do a show last week to everyone, and uh, let me just say it warmed my heart, all the people who were super excited on Twitch to see us back again. That really warmed my heart, and that really made me feel good. Another reason we didn't have a show last week is uh, YouTube, the bastion of quality and uh, amazing content that they are, decided to change their algorithm rules yet again And uh, I've been talking about this with other YouTubers, and maybe you've noticed uh, other people you watch uh, online complain about this too. Basically, what YouTube is doing now is punishing you for making multiple different types of content. Yeah, we want
1: you to yeah. to stay with one content, which is which really like puts it like a hamper on the stuff I want to do because sure I had like does. all this other stuff I had planned to, and it was oh, completely yeah. different to what I do usually do. And yeah, oh, yeah, I'm I'm deciding whether I should do that or not now, or just start yeah. a new channel. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a fuck of a thing. Maybe you've noticed, uh, of course, I'm on the Elseworlds Exchange with uh, Sal from Comic Pop, and one of the things he ended up having to do was take the show me and him do, stream it on YouTube for his channel, and then archive it on a completely different channel. Because basically, if all your videos aren't getting the same regular amount of hits, YouTube's going to bury what you do. So basically, unless you're doing the one thing that works well for you, then fuck any passion projects you're working on. And here's the thing. We didn't do the show last week the comic multiverse well i love it to death and it's a great way to interact with fans and a great way for me and matt to hang out and do shit and everything it's never been a big viewership thing on youtube and that's fine i enjoy doing it it's a nice incentive for patrons you know some of the most hardcore fans out there we didn't do it last week and i actually did see a boost in numbers which (laughs) is actually pretty heartbreaking (laughs) To know that, fuck, this is the show that was actually maybe kind of bringing it down and Capes and Quest, too, which is also why I kind of stopped uploading them, even though I was going (laughs) to dump them all before the next thing. But, uh, yeah, we're kind of at an impasse right now. I don't want Comic Multiverse ever to go away, but Matt and I are going to have to put our heads together in the next couple weeks and figure out what we're going to do with it. Maybe it's going to go to another channel maybe uh maybe we're gonna host on Matt's channel maybe host on Cape Joel extra maybe just go every two weeks now or something to see if that makes a difference I don't know but we're gonna to have to try and do something with it and again this is YouTube so even though this is like a problem now it might not be a problem next week there's been plenty of things Matt and I have just kind of stayed the course on and it hasn't hurt us too much
1: yeah we'll have to give it like like we'll have to give it like a trial run like a couple of weeks and just see where it is because yeah as you said, usually goes back to normal after a couple of weeks but yeah i I don't know i don't know
0: yeah so that's a thing that we may have to end up doing at some point maybe do it every two weeks we'll figure out something for it and again next week youtube could complete could be completely different you know this is just us being you know uh transparent with you all and letting you know what's going on but hey doom and gloom aside uh how was your week matt
1: pretty good pretty pretty good i in since we 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 haven't really talked for two weeks on the show um i got like a lot done and like i watched a lot of tv and movies and played a lot of video games
0: same i uh watched that mitchell's versus the machine movie from uh the spider verse Mm -hmm. guys
1: Mm -hmm. i haven't watched that one yet
0: it is really good and good in a way i was not expecting like spider verse it blends together several different types of of artistic disciplines Mm -hmm. into one movie what i was not expecting about it was to be this kind of really sweet and genuine love letter to early 2000s internet and meme culture oh really yes the main character is a youtuber i fuck you (laughs) not and there's a lot of ways for that to be really obnoxious and really shitty but it totally isn't okay This is also maybe one of Danny McBride's best dramatic performances. He plays the dad in the movie, and I was not expected for him to plumb the depths that he plumbs in his vocal performance. That's pretty
1: cool. That's cool.
0: It's really good. Uh, Yeah, there's just a lot to really like about that movie. Very funny. Very original. It's one of those movies that hits you even harder when you find out like, oh, they like turned this movie down at the big studios five times and they only got it made when spider verse took off and became a huge hit
1: yeah yeah and now i cuz I, I have seen it being talked about it seems to be very popular so it's like that hindsight is 2020 yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, another example that studio bigwigs know absolutely nothing and also when given the choice between a new original idea and something that's part of a brand and pre-existing, they're going to pick the pre-existing thing every time.
1: It, it's really strange as well because as you, as you said, it's like about like uh, meme culture or like YouTubers yeah. and stuff. You would have thought like one of them would be like, huh, oh, my, my kids are into those memes and the YouTubers we will make a movie about that.
0: You would totally think that. And it's even funny, too, because I know, uh, what is it, when Netflix got it, they have even forced them to change the title at one point. It was toured as uh, The Mitchells vs. The Machine Forever, and then they changed it to Connected, because, you know, studio groups say one-word titles are really in right now for <laughs> animated movies. And eventually, they were able to fight it and actually get it back to the original title. So I'm like, wow, this is a movie that they basically tried to stifle at every step, and yet it still came out and people fucking loved it proving that no one knows anything (laughs) so it's a really nice story uh what what about you what were you watching what were you checking out
1: uh well i just checked out uh jupiter's legacy which debuted on netflix as well the uh mark miller frank quietly uh comic book
0: My, my mom started that today too. She's multiple episodes ahead of me and she's like, Hey, have you seen this Jupiter's ascending thing? And my big thing is like, well, I didn't read the comic. So I'll feel like a phony. If I start the show, (laughs) I
1: I haven't read the comic either. And I quite enjoyed the show. I, I'm not, I haven't really paid attention to what like people who've read the comic and watched the show think of it, but yeah, I, I I I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I've seen it advertised quite a fair bit, but I don't know actually anyone who's actually read the comic.
0: (laughs) Much much like Sweet Tooth, yet another big thing coming to Netflix is like, oh yeah, that's that comic I saw. Yeah, I always saw the cover and walked right past it to get Marvel and DC books, but I guess someone must have liked it because they turned it into a thing. I,
1: I'll tell you this, like having not read the comic and going into the show, I could feel that Mark Millar, Mark Millar wanted to write a Superman family led Justice League <laughs> book, but right. Kingdom Come already existed.
0: Ah,
1: <laughs> that's because that that is because like the the main character, the Utopian, is literally Superman. Of he's course. got he's got a son who like a big plot point is his son kills and he's got a they they can't do that because they got to live up to the code the the mm. code that they all enforce and all the young heroes don't really give a shit because it's like magog's leading them and there's like oh, hints that's... of like like Kingdom Come all through it.
0: Right. Okay. Well, here's the thing too. I I didn't even know it was a Mark Millar thing now i probably will check it out because as we have seen time and time again uh mark millar's books often make for better adaptations
1: well a lot of the times they actually sell uh to netflix or like a studio before he's even written them
0: also that (laughs) but but this was
1: one of the things where like the book was actually fully finished before they actually optioned the rights
0: is is this part of the big molarverse verse i know we kept talking about that forever that netflix was really betting on that after they lost the marvel shows
1: i have no idea i, I don't think it would be it has to be like its own because this is like a, a whole world full of like superheroes and, and right. it, it has to be different from everything else
0: i hear tyler main is in this too and yes. he's really good
1: yeah yeah he's like the uh one of the main bad guys black star uh right. and yeah he, he's pretty cool in it
0: uh, i have always very much liked tyler main and i know he's his whole thing as Sabretooth is he just looked big and intimidating and never said anything <laughs> he's like a really he's a really underrated physical actor i feel like people don't give enough credit for that that he can do a whole performance without words so i'm like oh they let him talk in this holy shit yeah they
1: let him talk and be kind of like a smart guy as well
0: not wow he's really playing against type holy <laughs> shit
1: yeah oh he's still like a big like meathead uh mm. like uh muscle villain sort of thing but yeah there's that extra like dimension to him
0: right okay oh someone in the chat says they actually have read sweet tooth and enjoyed it okay you're the first then thank you (laughs) i can now go back to that another thing i like about sweet tooth is that it's jeff lemire who is a canadian and it's his image series so you know he made a lot of money off the back of that
1: yeah yeah
0: which is always nice to see because you know whenever they make a new batman or spider-man or something you know, none of those creators are making any money either because they're long dead and their families long since mm-hmm. lost the rights. But with a new indie comic thing, like, man, not only is that guy getting the money, but he actually gets to spend it now. <laughs> have Have I told you my Jeff Lemire story that despite him being Canadian and going to all the same cons as me, I've never actually met him? Yeah,
1: yeah, you've said that. Yeah.
0: I've never met him, which means I can only assume that he is dodging me for some personal <laughs> yeah, reason. It's like, oh,
1: no, there's that YouTuber. <laughs>
0: Uh oh! But even though I have only praised his stuff with uh, with you know praise, uh, maybe maybe I liked his Green Arrow work a little too much. He's like, man, this guy is way too into this. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna lock me up uh, all misery style and be like, hey man, what happened next? <laughs> I don't want to have to break your legs, but you know what 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 would have happened next if you had kept written? <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny uh you also got some uh horror action in your life apparently you've been playing the new tall woman simulator also known as resident evil village
1: well i've been playing that but before i started playing that i started playing returnal oh Um, yeah which looks great it's fucking amazing and again that's like another game i i knew there was horror aspects in in it but i didn't expect the type of horror that it had in it Mm. um it's it's a very very cool game uh basically you're stuck in like a time loop where every time you die, you reset to the start of the actual game with your ship crashing, mm. and then you have gotta go through the whole game without dying. Uh and till you get to the end and, and finish off the last bosses and whatnot. And yeah, it's it's so fun. It's it's I guess classed as a bullet hell game because
0: it's and a roguelike.
1: A, a roguelike, bullet hell, and yeah, a little bit of RPG in there
0: uh yeah it's a real can... genre stew that's very interesting
1: yeah because you can customize like your weapons and like like what lo- like oh, i have this parasite that allows me to pick up more money and all that sort mm. of stuff yeah it's 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 a load of fun and it, it's i thought i was going to get so frustrated with like dying and having to reset but i haven't yet i think I've... i think one time i did and it was just like a fault of my own like i dodged off a cliff and died mm. but yeah <laughs> it, it's a lot of fun a lot of good um variety and enemies as well
0: it looks super cool i was trying not to look at too much of it because i didn't Mm want to spoil the story for myself for when i eventually do pick up and play it when i get a playstation 5 which me and everyone else in the world might be waiting (laughs) because apparently that special chip processor that sony needs uh no one can get now because of the pandemic uh, a fire at one of the factories that big boat being stuck and slowing down trade to the point where sony's like uh maybe we actually need to change how this thing is made if we actually want people to be able to play our games
1: yeah they're gonna make it with a different uh piece or something yeah
0: i cannot believe that 2020 and 2021 fucked up so bad they had to change <laughs> how the playstation is made <laughs> And all and all the people in their ivory towers like you with your PlayStation yes. sitting there drinking your mint jewelers being like, mm, <laughs> it's good to have processors. <laughs> uh Oh, hide the processors, everyone. Poor people come in. <laughs> <laughs> how's uh, how's resident evil which i swore would be the first game i actually would play on the playstation 5 when i actually got uh,
1: it. it's thoroughly enjoyable i i really enjoy it it, I, it hits all the right notes uh for me when it comes to a resident evil game i i i went into this game pretty much blind I i never yeah. played any of the demos i watched like i think the first reveal trailer and like one of the trailers that sort of introduce you to like the the four houses uh that yeah, are yeah. part of it. But yeah, it's great. It's like it's it's kind of like a dark fairy tale.
0: Uh it looked like in the story. It, yeah.
1: And, and it, there is a fairy tale um uh concepts in in there because <clears throat> the game actually starts with like uh one of the characters telling a fairy tale to a child. Uh interesting. Um but yeah, no, all, all the um all the areas I've been to so far, I haven't finished the game yet. But all the areas I've been to have been so great because there's like four different areas with the four houses, of and each like, Capcom. and each are like a different type of horror. So like you got the big castle with the big vampire mummy and mm. um, uh, her daughters, and that, and then you've got like uh, a fishing hamlet which is like deep sea creatures and weird Naturally. like Cthulhu stuff and a big factory Someone told me there's frankensteins yeah yeah in the in the factory there's like body horror like frankensteins like like zombies made out of like airplane propellers that are chainsaws and (laughs) all that and then there's the last house which is uh probably some of the most terrifying stuff i've ever seen in a video game uh which is like a haunted house where you get chased around the house by a giant mutated fetus
0: oh yeah and there's creepy dolls too because it's like yeah we're we're hitting all the monsters we got vampires werewolves zombies also creepy dolls don't forget that
1: everything's in this game
0: that's fucking dope super psyched about all of that i i am so down now all i got to do is get an actual playstation 5 (laughs) i bet it looks great
1: it does it looks fantastic the photo mode in it is really great as well uh you get some really great shots on there and yeah with the 4k and ray tracing it just looks fantastic
0: a little bit more action focused too which again is super cool how i, I never even played uh re7 like because it's uh, i it was always on my list like i ah, gotta play that now i guess i have time to <laughs> well
1: yeah well again this is like a, a follow-up to resident evil 7 um it the start of the cool. game there is like a, a recap you can like uh, recap and but yeah i suggest you definitely play it because it's a resident evil 7 compared to 8 is a completely different game
0: yeah they look like two completely different animals which is fine by me you know yeah. they can be good and in their own series and i mean that's resident evil in general there's something for every taste going on in the franchise i uh, i made maybe a bad choice this week and i'm like huh you know i haven't touched destiny 2 ever (laughs) but now they have basically a brand new free-to-play mode with like the first year of dlc and everything in there maybe i should fire that up and see what's going on and i was actually quite pleasantly surprised because uh back when we worked at name redacted Uh, we actually played a lot of that game and i had gotten fairly far in it so it was pretty nice to turn on destiny 2 and be like oh look my hunter is waiting for me holy shit and he's actually (laughs) higher level than i would be if i started so yeah i've been playing that i think i'm like uh level seven or eight power right now thank you pat senior for hosting the stream and uh yeah number go up and shoot bangs go shoot so that's what i've been doing and i'm enjoying it even if there is this feeling of like man i'd probably get way more out of this if i had a group of people to play with
1: yeah i i've i i have destiny on um playstation uh but i think it's like free to play on 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 pc anyway yeah um yeah i've always like tempted to get into it but i'm like yeah yeah it's too grindy
0: it's yeah there's definitely a lot going on. Uh what is it I, I tried playing Crucible. I tried playing like the versus mode with other players. Man, if you really want your balls crushed super hard, I recommend <laughs> trying that. You will not last longer than 3 seconds. Luckily our mutual friend Mitch is like no one no one plays the Crucible unless they're a freaking mascus anymore. Just just do strikes, just do your daily bounties if you want to upgrade. And everything and uh I, I love in no time anyone said like oh but the best way to deal with the story is they're like no <laughs> here's, here's the thing that blew my fucking mind and i had to have people explain this to me uh so apparently they took out the entire story mode of destiny 2 and your like first tutorial mission when you fire it up is just a remake of the tutorial mission from the first destiny
1: really why did they take yes. all the why'd they take it out
0: apparently the game was too big like the file size was getting too big and most of the hardcore fans didn't like the story of destiny 2 anyway so they said fuck it let's just get rid of all the story content and basically just put in the stuff you like
1: so instead so they they kind of did it an opposite of like how like say call of duty does it where it gives you yes. the choice where it's like you want to install a multiplayer or the single player yeah and you can take parts out and everything what they just took it out without giving you the option.
0: What the fuck? They just took <laughs> they just took it out. It's like, look, just get to what you want anyway. And on one hand, I almost kind of respect that where they're like, look, we know you're not playing for the story. We know ninety percent of you <laughs> fast forward pass it anyway. So look, like obviously there's still story and still cutscenes and shit in there, but it's only for people who like really have a big boner for this universe anyway. In which case, like if any of you could tell me what's actually going on here. That's the I thing,
1: yeah. I I. Have- I have no idea what the story of destiny or planets people yeah. riding the scooters and i don't know the,
0: the traveler and the light and the red legion and uh yeah these are these are words i know about <laughs> i recognize some of these words <laughs> so that's what i've been doing i've just been flushing hours of my life looking for shinier and shinier capes <laughs> and i'm gonna get them one of these days <laughs> uh and with that i think we could officially hop into what we read this week i think this might have been one of the longest preambles we've ever done matt we talked for almost 30 minutes yeah. just about our weeks and shit
1: hey we had a lot to catch up on
0: i guess yeah this is what happens when we take two weeks off uh all right what's our first piece of news here uh, oh hey so dc fandom remember that matt the first one was really good and the second one felt really icky and bad because they had it after they fired everyone and restructured the whole company yeah and they just dumped it online just dumped it online and said fuck you we're not even making a big deal about it anymore (laughs) well guess what we're doing it again actually in uh october october 17th no word yet if this is going to be a good one or if this is going to be a farted out one i guess we'll see yeah i
1: kind of feel like we willed this into existence because i'm sure the week before this was announced we actually talked about it It was like "Is this coming back this year we don't know it's not really been announced yet
0: Like, I love DC fandom in theory. I love the evolution of, like, no one really needs Comic-Con anymore. No one needs any of these places to make announcements anymore. People can just do their own thing. And the first fandom, actually pretty goddamn well put together, I would say. It was pretty damn good. It was pretty enjoyable. Again, it reminded me of the better parts of, like, E3 and, like, stuff that you would wake up Mm -hmm. early and watch all the stuff for. Yeah, yeah. It felt like an actual event maybe third time is the charm and they can bring back some of that lord knows i think they have enough to talk about now you know a harley season three peacemaker probably titan season three and everything else it seems like they actually have enough content to talk about now that by now by
1: then they'll have movies actually been made the suicide guys would have been out uh they can talk about the batman uh black adam the flash which is filming at the moment
0: people in the states are actually getting vaccinated which means production can ratchet back up again uh naomi uh, Mm -hmm. on the cw all that other stuff yep so yeah it seems like they might actually have shit to talk about yeah hopefully young justice 4 i guess we'll see so yeah this could potentially be pretty great and maybe if we're lucky there might actually be comic book things there too
1: hopefully yeah hopefully they'll remember they actually are a comic book company in the c in dc it stands for (laughs) comics
0: i don't know man it didn't feel like that sometimes they're like oh yeah and we also have comic books don't we yeah yeah fandom for better or worse is more of like dc everything that's not comic books
1: i i mean i like to think because it's in october it's you know near the end of the year though they could use it as an opportunity to be like and this what's coming next year in comics
0: if they were smart yeah because it's like hey we're done our big summer events everyone we've had our first year of infinite frontier so like what do we got next yeah what's next
1: from joshua williamson or whoever else is going to be in charge
0: yeah by which we mean joshua williamson because we basically what is it uh put the entire uh storylines and everything else on his back and said go
1: yes he's writing everything now
0: hey joshua williamson you made people give a shit about flash for a hundred issues can you make people give a shit about our entire line for uh, the next little bit for a hundred <laughs> issues and he's like i'll certainly try and they're like good go for it because, yeah, literally everything in D.C. right now, all roads lead back to shit Joshua Williamson wrote. And a couple years before it was all roads lead back to something. Uh, what is Snyder it? wrote. Or Jeff Johns wrote. Yeah. It's like every year D.C. picks the guy who will be the guy this year. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe we should share the load and maybe we should all, you know, do evenly. No, 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 no. One guy. Succeed <laughs> or fail. One guy. If you come out the other end of this, then you get... You get a gold candy or you something. You get to move up
1: know. a tier in which hero you get to write.
0: Yeah, exactly. You get to go up
1: so 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 Williamson went from like Flash and you moved up a tier so he can write Robin.
0: <laughs> Matt, are you saying that the DC comet company is basically a pyramid scheme? And if you <laughs> yes. enough, you get to move up a feet and level. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, the funny thing is you're probably more right than you know. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure comic writers are like yeah it feels like a freaking pyramid scheme sometimes <laughs> but yeah there's dc fandom hopefully it'll be good lord knows whenever it comes out it usually makes for a good show on our end oh yeah
1: last last uh year's one was uh so damn good
0: i think uh, our post dc fandom episode was actually like our most watched episode yeah yeah so more power to them for that uh, what else do we got going on here? Ooh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe put out a big sizzle reel trailer for everything they got coming to us in what is now being known as uh, Phase Six. And man, do they know exactly what they need to do to pull the heartstrings and get people really invested by literally having the voice of Stanley talk about it all.
1: That was that was a goddamn good trailer
0: man whoever cut that whoever works in marketing they earned their money and probably deserve a raise after that
1: absolutely
0: because you know we live in a cynical age it's really easy to shit talk the biggest media company in the world basically controlling every aspect of what we watch and getting us excited for the next big thing but you know what when they do it like this they make you believe don't they they do they really do and I think this was like a really special moment, too, because this is basically the Disney Corporation saying, yes, Stan Lee, he is not with us anymore, but we are sanctifying him on the same level we would Walt Disney. And he will live forever through these movies now because of this. He is part of pop culture and he can basically never die. Yeah, yeah. Which is a nice thought. And oh, that bit with Chadwick Boseman, to it's like that man is your brother. I'm just like, oh, oh God, it hurts. Oh, God. <laughs> but so good at the same time uh yeah we uh got some stuff there uh for Eternals we got to see a little bit of what that's all about we got to see big big strong Kumail Nanjiani once again
1: <laughs> dwarfing everyone else in the cast
0: <laughs> he's so big and so strong now everyone surely this Kumail Nanjiani will devour us all He is so big <laughs> and strong <laughs> My favorite thing about Kumail Nanjiani getting ripped is he's like, look, guys, I promise I'll get fat and interesting again when this is done. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to get ripped and become a dickhead. (laughs) Wrong.
1: Uh, Marvel now owns that body. It's trademarked because he went through the trademark uh, Marvel workout machine. machine, So they now own his body. They got a barcode on the back of his forehead and... (laughs)
0: he's been so great in interviews too where it's like yeah i got super ripped like a comic book character and all it took was the finest meal plans finest yeah. physical trainers and finest you know workout machines that a mega corporation could buy and oh yeah it was just my job for six months yeah this, this, this cost
1: millions of dollars to get me like this how to can anyone any, any like normal, normal person do this
0: <laughs> which is so nice and refreshing where it's like yeah anyone can do it if you have millions of dollars and it's your only job yeah yeah <laughs> yeah eternals looking cool looking kind of different there we got a little bit more for shang chi uh we got like uh more uh stuff there more release dates we finally know when a bunch of stuff is going to release now
1: yeah yep. Yeah, black panther uh which is now being called uh wakanda forever which is a really mm. great title it is yeah that that's coming out i don't have the exact date when that's coming out though
0: uh we already knew when black widow is coming out that one comes out in the summer mm
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm
0: so that one comes out next then we got the loki show coming down the pipeline so yeah we got a lot of stuff coming real fast
1: yep yeah we got uh captain marvel 2 which is now called the marvels
0: yes that's right because it's gonna have monica rambo in it and uh kamala khan miss marvel who hey set photos of her costume leaked out this week and holy shit it looks great
1: it looks exactly like the comics
0: looks perfectly comic accurate and i i like most people i'm sure thought like oh well surely we're going to have to go through like an awkward Spider-Man costume in the beginning until she gets to her real one. Nope. We're doing it right away.
1: I I, I think we are getting like a kind of proto costume. I know there's been set photos of her wearing something similar, but it's, it's like just normal clothes that kind of sort of mm. look like the costume. And there have been set photos of her in an actual Captain Marvel costume, oh, like a Halloween yeah. party or something.
0: Oh, that's fun. That's fun. I like that uh what else was there they did so much back to back that i feel like i'm forgetting something
1: uh there was the loki show uh, uh
0: ant-man and wasp Quantumania, yeah. which we knew was coming anyway yeah they teased
1: uh fantastic four again
0: they did no release date but they're like hey everyone don't forget this is going to be the next thing in phase six this is coming
1: the way they're building it up as well just like showing logos and stuff and like slightly teasing it yeah makes me think this is going to be like what all of this is building towards
0: yeah somehow some way building to fantastic four because yeah a, a lot of what's happening in this new phase we're in right now it's like okay well what are we building up to now that we don't have a big avengers film they haven't like announced the thing where it's like oh ever all roads lead to this
1: what yeah again it has again i feel like i don't think they're gonna they're obviously not gonna um make the fantastic four debut in like an Avengers film. That doesn't really make Yo. much sense, but like, Yo, sure. I think it's building to like the Avengers film that they usually build towards will actually just be the fantastic four film. Cause you right, look at like all the different projects caps. they're doing and they're doing like multiverse stories. Kang is involved with the Loki show and the Ant-Man movie. So like all these like fantastic four adjacent characters mm-hmm. are like being built up before that movie.
0: Uh, the chat too is saying don't we have young avengers they have not announced young avengers but they sure are seeding the shows oh, yeah. with a lot of characters that could become young avengers likewise seeding the shows with characters that could be part of a potential thunderbolts thing at some point
1: point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and maybe scrolls too there might also be scrolls running around that we don't even know about
1: yeah again for secret invasion coming
0: up yeah there could be scrolls who who even knows anymore but yeah i mean it was a very cool trailer hit me right in the feels which clearly they had meant for that to do it was meticulously engineered oh absolutely to do just that it made me feel warm and fuzzy and real nice and uh yeah i mean that's really all you can say about it
1: yeah i like as well that they they dropped it like the day before star wars day as well so it's like yeah you get get the marvel stuff and then you can come watch the bad batch and like talk about star wars and everything it's great
0: that was bad batch we got two episodes uh back to back there
1: we did and they were both really excellent
0: First one was basically a goddamn mini movie. I was so stoked to turn that on and be like, "Oh, this is over an hour, fuck yeah."
1: It was yeah, it was it was like 70 minutes long or something.
0: Yeah, it was quite long. We uh meet up with the bad batch not long after uh or well right before Order 66, so we actually well, get to see where they were when it happened. The
1: the the opening is uh literally the the canaan comic
0: Yes, it is. I could not believe that. I was so super stoked to get to see young little Caleb Dune.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that was really cool. Setting up, get getting Freddie Prince Jr. To come in and voice a twelve-year-old. A uh, it was a bit weird, but yeah, I, young I thought, version of himself. I thought I thought that was cool. We got to see him. It was. A, I think there was a little bit of a contradiction, but who gives a shit? Um, yeah i
0: was gonna say that to him like i don't think it went right like mean, i don't fucking care i'm just happy the bad batch yeah. are here
1: yeah it, it, it this, this is a visual medium so the, the, this part's canon the, this is canon Absolutely. now um
0: it uh it was interesting too to see uh where it's like well who are the bad batch gonna fight in this show oh they turned uh crosshair interesting i
1: i like that a big part of the show as well uh since we got to see like Uh, the bad batch react to like all of the clones turning on the the jedi and everything i like that a big part of the show was uh the the empire like stifling individuality yeah and and, and and who's no more individual than these clones which are they're all literally just like like defective clones
0: tech says it perfectly in the last episode where it's like "Huh, you know all we clones ever wanted was a name instead of a number and now the empire is making people have numbers instead of names
1: you know that last episode i can't believe they actually went in detail about like the chain codes and everything because the mandalorians the mandalorians set that up perfectly because they kept talking about chain codes and that's how like the bounty hunters track targets and everything and it's like here we are have the birth of the chain codes and it makes total sense
0: the actual origin of the freaking chain code also to uh imperial credits where it's like look we're getting rid of all your money and everything is now uh imperial credits so no one will ever have that quag on gin problem ever again I thought that was funny. Oh, we got Omega, who is our first female clone, and we even joked about that when we saw the show. Like, how funny would it be if she was a female clone? Oh, holy shit, she is! And she's really interesting as well. She is. Clearly, they seek to imply that the Kaminoans created her to serve some other greater purpose that well, we have yet to see. Well,
1: she's a defective clone as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah we have yet to see but it like from what she did with like in that cell in that first episode with crosshair she's it, there's like latent force abilities or, or like she can or tap something. into like the empathy sort of thing and so so like my, my theory is that like she's a clone made from like Django fett's stuff and later on we see her with like one of those laser bows that the night sisters mm-hmm. use yeah yeah so i'm yeah. like oh what if she's like spliced with like night sister dna
0: she can also shoot which is another thing despite the fact that she never held a blaster before mm-hmm. but she was just like genetically able to shoot and actually almost outshoot a guy Light crosshair, which is pretty freaking cool. So, yeah, there's a lot going on with her. I also love this idea too for Star Wars where it's the baby Yoda effect. No, no, no. Every cool badass team now needs a precocious young tag along (laughs) to humanize them and tether them to the rest of humanity. And I'm like, yep, she's doing that job pretty well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I I was kind of worried because I'm like, "Uh, again, like they're doing the baby Yoda thing. Like, is this going to get like kind of grading? It's just going to be a wacky kid getting in the way of these badass you know bad batches it's like no she's actually quite good and And uh, she
0: serves a very important purpose too that is like look clone wars was all about soldiers at war and the toll that takes on the human heart and mind and everything and bad batch so far seems to be what do we do when the war is over and you know how do we ever come home again essentially which is crazy for clones because clones have never had a home anyway yeah how
1: how do people who are bred for war and war only what, what do they do after the war ends
0: which is why i loved that they brought back cut, cut the deserter from that other episode
1: cut and sue yeah
0: yeah which is really fun i'm like where are they meeting on this play? oh it's the deserter from the episode I, the deserter i knew
1: that's they were meeting because in the first episode they mentioned j19 and that's like that's the code for my that obi-wan decoded in an episode of the clone right, Wars.
0: Right. man the freaking canon runs so deep here it does dave filoni man he knows he knows his shit doesn't he, he does. but yeah that bad batch is good bad batch is solid everyone yeah uh but we're not done with news yet everybody uh august we got the next big x-men event yes hellfire gala is coming but that's not going to be the end of it because in august we have the trial of magneto
1: yeah magneto is probably finally getting put on trial for all like the kind of
0: almost hitler shit he's been saying <laughs> in like way of x <laughs> which which my favorite thing too is like oh hey he's finally on trial what did he do and in the back of my mind i'm like no what did he do this time
1: <laughs> what did what didn't he do
0: <laughs> i love to he uh dug out his old trench coat from the cullen Bunn solo series mm-hmm. and he's wearing that again yeah it's a good look uh yeah the trial of magneto because it seems like in every other book all these big x-men leaders like him and shaw and sinister and everyone they keep breaking the rules but they keep always being able to skirt it and never being in trouble but now finally magneto has gotten himself in trouble yeah
1: so it begs the question like what the fuck did he do (laughs) Or, yes. the like. The, now this is another thing like like this is obviously one of these big x-men books like could this be like like a sort of bait and switch where it's like the trial of, of Magneto? everyone thinks it's like oh yeah it's court trial and everything but what if it's like trial as in he goes through a set of trials
0: very possible yeah <laughs> that could be very possible again will moira come back in this is this is moira putting her foot down and being like look you got to do something about him
1: hopefully yeah we have they hickman needs to answer that question finally it's been two and a half years
0: what is moira doing she's hanging out in her special little pod there just twiddling her thumbs (laughs) i mean i mean we know why moira can't come out and hang out with everyone else it's because she has knowledge of every possible future and any little thing she does could fuck up what they're doing
1: yeah and she's technically a precog so and they don't like that so
0: also too apparently the next uh, x-men issue is going to focus on mystique again and obviously mystique is out for her blood because mystique knows what's up yep so that's going to be a thing uh also her freaking uh was is- oh no legion's not her son proteus is her son uh no. yeah legion is running around too and legion basically is threatening to blow the whole thing wide open yeah
1: legion knows all about
0: why precogs aren't there yeah really so you know lot of, like, lot like,
1: of, like when i read that way we talked about it but like when i read ray of x i'm like really really charles like you didn't like go and like sort out your son who's an omega level mutant you? who has like mind powers like you're like you really didn't sort him out really
0: bad bad dad xavier remains uh unchallenged <laughs> again let us not remember he's got an alien daughter too with Lalandra. and when she was kidnapped and in trouble he just sent like storm and people to go check it out he didn't go himself
1: no yeah yeah he's a terrible terrible
0: father bad dad chuck at it again Man, between him and uh, Magneto, who's the worst father. <laughs> that's that's why they're buddies. They just sit around and trade secrets about how to be a worst parent.
1: I made uh, my daughter a pariah to our entire race.
0: Wow. Yeah, I was cool with them making my kid a pariah to our entire community, a literal boogie person. Hey, what about your son, the super fast one? Pfft, I don't even fucking know where he is. <laughs> Who? <laughs> He disappeared into the not speed force and no pun intended, but no one is in any rush to bring him back. <laughs> Friggin Wolverine looks at them from across the bar. And it's like, I'm a better father than you wrap your guys heads around that. I killed one of my children. and I'm still <laughs> a better father than you. My kid had it coming and I'm a pretty good father to Laura. <laughs> to say nothing of all the other children I've adopted over the years. Yeah. <laughs> man that's nuts but uh yeah trial of magneto coming soon what could it be about i don't know could be about anything but look do do we know
1: who's writing it
0: uh no they haven't said yet just uh we just got this promotional art by john romita jr i'm assuming if it's a big crossover everyone gets a crack at it
1: yeah teeny howard or john Jonathan hickman and all
0: those people i'm hoping if this is a big magnetocentric story we will see the return of scarlet witch and quicksilver in some variety have
1: to they've been dropping too many hints at scarlet witch over there and the scarlet witch was part of that empire that like when she yeah. went to uh genosha and everything
0: yeah it was part of uh the crossover and then we never saw her again yeah i'm really waiting for those chickens to come home to roost yeah especially now because they can like work it out again to be like no no no, we actually are your kids none of that like high evolutionary shit that we mentioned oh thank mm-hmm. you ambitious cosplay hello thank to you. you oh you know what it is the trial of magneto it's a paternity suit is what it is it's uh quick silver <laughs> yeah, and mori's coming back.
1: coming come, come to krakoa
0: yeah that's what it is eric lencher you are the father <laughs> <laughs> of these children don't believe that last retcon from axis that was bullshit you actually are the father <laughs> you know he is actually the father and um, moira changed that around because reasons as we'll discover oh yeah yeah reasons god damn it if i end up being right about this and that's actually what it's about
1: <laughs> yeah he he's on trial because they can't Get scarlet Witch. she's on trial for the crimes of his daughter
0: or something right. we, yeah we decided to punish you yeah <laughs> yeah that would be something uh what else we got going on Ooh, here's some fun news chip zadarsky is going to be writing a hulk story for the avengers hulk book in free comic book day and because a lot of people in the states are getting vaccinated uh we might actually have a good free comic book day this year i mean i probably still won't be fucking vaccinated by then at this rate but still other people might be able to go to the stores and that's pretty cool
1: Oh, that, yeah, that's pretty awesome. And again, like, Chip Zasky's really doing the rounds. He's writing this. uh, He's doing that Batman Urban Legends thing. He's got a Justice League book starting this week. Strength
0: to strength, the man, I tell you.
1: Yeah, again, it's like kind of um quelling that that those um those rumors of like exclusivality between these companies because again like as well we've got like philip kennedy johnson on like the superman books and alien and all that sort of stuff like all those contracts have gone kind of by the wayside
0: Yep. if you were to make a like a ranking like a power ranking of the writers and artists who have benefited the most from this lack of exclusivity in the modern era i would say zadarsky is a major major front runner mm-hmm, absolutely and this of course has led a lot of people to wonder, hey, if uh Zadarski is going to be writing the Hulk for this free comic book day story, does that mean that he could potentially be picking up the book once Al Ewing's run comes to an end? And that run's coming to an end very soon. It ends at fifty and forty six came out this week. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: I could I could see that. I could see that. That'd mean, be a pretty good writer to pick up
0: it would i mean the man's been hitting everything out of the park he as we have seen with daredevil he does good job writing stories about you know humanity and like you know people trying to fit in and you know dark sides and everything Mm to all all great hulk stuff
1: yeah the the only thing i could see that is that would that be considered too too close to uh to what al ewing did like it's just like not something is different like like I, i'm Maybe. sure we've talked about it before it's like well they have to change things up now they've done like the dark serious stories what do you do next
0: they should yeah they should probably change it completely and do something in another different direction well Chip just zadarsky is funny too people yeah. forget that he, he cut his teeth right in like rocket raccoon and shit yeah they
1: could make it sort of like a tragic like a kind of dark comedy it could sort, yeah. sort of thing yeah
0: he also did sex criminals too which i forgot he actually Mm -hmm. did the art for that book Mm -hmm. maybe it's an erotic thriller with the hulk
1: (laughs) i agree with that (laughs) hulk smash but it's very different the the the, the, uh the internet loves giant muscular people who want to step on people yeah yeah so yeah do it
0: the hulk goes to silicon valley and meets a scummy porn producer it's like look my j giant i could make so much money with you <laughs> you're big and the internet's filled with filthy monster fuckers so i'm just saying <laughs> we got a whole new line of films it's called hulk smash nah not that way <laughs> Oh man, it just becomes Boogie Nights with the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hulk need drugs, keep up performance. <laughs> Hulk drink himself to sleep. Oh. War Machine is here too, because, you know, same actor, you know, boogie nights. It's it's a fun <laughs> thing we're making. <laughs> uh that's good shit yeah it would be fun to see him pick that up and uh this definitely becomes a free comic book day issue that i want to read because they mm. did free comic book day last year and there was just like really nothing worth picking up not really no
1: again because like the pandemic middle of the pandemic yep. everyone was shut down they didn't really have much to none,
0: offer <laughs> none, of it none of it mattered yeah uh moving on from there to some other cool interesting things uh And also about new runs that are starting. Uh, When Ta-Nehisi Coates is done with Captain America, which will also be coming to an end soon, Christopher Cantwell begins a brand new series called The United States of Captain America, which will see Steve Rogers travel across America and meet a bunch of regional Captain Americas, crime fighters inspired by him. It's basically Batman Inc., but with Captain America. And, you know, we saw Rail Rider, the rail-riding LGBT-defending Captain America who bare-knuckle-boxes people. (laughs) And the newest Captain America we've seen, his name is Joe Gomez. I'm not sure what his superhero name is. Just yet, but uh yeah, he is the Kickapoo native Captain America and holy shit, his costume looks good. It's pretty fucking bitching costume. God damn, and also the idea of having a First Nations Captain America is so genius and so baller because it's like, hey man, I was America before America was America. (laughs) Yeah, it it,
1: it's definitely an interesting way to take the character and uh, again, like Christopher Campbell, he's he's doing it with like all of these captain americas us agents even involved in it because the last us agent issue from christopher priest leads into this oh nice nice um and yeah so he's getting like everyone who's ever had that shield involved in this story
0: it's, it's such a no-brainer and such a great concept, because again, I had mentioned Batman Inc. before. Hey, you like Batman? What if there was a Batman for every nation, including the one you're in? Hey, you like Captain America? What if every region and every aspect of America had their own Captain America?
1: It's genius, and like, how has that not been done before?
0: it seems like such a slam dunk. You know, they're probably like, oh, that well, could potentially dilute the brand. No, the brand is incredibly strong and incredibly endearing. Literally since World War II, he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. This is so great, too, because this is like, man, these are all characters that they could potentially build movies and TV around if they ended up being, you know, popular enough. And I don't see how some of these won't end up being huge uh, characters. Also, too, uh, this one in particular, uh, there's a co-writer that's actually getting involved in this one, too. And they are uh, an actual native person from the Kickapoo tribe. Uh, I want to say their name is Little Bear something L- bear. Yeah, oh,
1: I, I saw it just before. Little Badger?
0: or something like that. But basically the idea, yeah, little bear was a Canadian cartoon. I don't think that was the right one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but yeah, ba- basically the idea is, is, that this one is legit. And this just, isn't like a white guy telling this story that like, they're actually talking to the real people to try and make this as proper and authentic as they really can. <laughs> Jane says, I'd like to see a Latino captain America. You're probably going to get one in this. Cause it looks oh, like all sad. of America is being represented. And yeah, I want to see what Latino captain America looks like in 2020. Twenty Twenty One. I want to see what all of them look like.
1: Yeah, it's it's certainly going to be a very interesting book. Do we know how long this is going to be? Because this it uh, sounds like a like a mini event.
0: Yeah, I want to say it's short because again, they're not saying that uh, Cantwell is taking over Captain America, but this is going to be the thing what fills the Captain America void until they decide what the next one is. Yeah, Little Badger, you were right. Darcy Little Badger was the one. Yeah,
1: I have a feeling Cantwell will probably take it over. So then he's writing this. He's writing Captain America and Iron Man.
0: Yeah. Oh, also, I was wrong, too. Uh, they aren't part of the Kickapoo tribe. They are Lippin Apache. Uh, Apache. Ge- uh Yeah, geoscience major, writer for Marvel. Uh, Oh, they did Nebula, too, and some other stuff. Oh, That's nice. cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, that Nebula book, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did, like, two Nebula books back-to-back that actually had, like, interesting writing teams. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it's 6-2, Chad. I could be wrong. I want to say that uh, that mm-hmm. one's right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this this has definitely quickly gone to the top of my. Oh, I got to read this uh, pile. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I want to see what all these different Captain Americas are like. And so far, the ones I've seen have been pretty fucking dope. they pretty good. This this one especially, I want to hear what you know Joe Gomez, the Native Captain America, has to say. Because the thing is, like, for so long, yeah, we were called Native American, but now we're seeing kind of like the push against that, where it's like, no, maybe don't call us Native American, because like American was the last thing we wanted to be. You guys forced that on us. (laughs) So to see this guy actually take up the stars and stripes is like, okay, I imagine he has a very good reason.
1: Yeah, yeah, again again I I feel it could be like sort of taking back those that mm. that that name sort of thing, that that the Very. colors and everything and yeah, I mean I'm intrigued to see uh how they're going to handle this.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Uh now our next piece of news here is actually something that we don't talk about all that often, but this is actually kind of interesting. It's a piece of merch news and that is the Venom sequel, Let There Be Carnage. I still can't fucking believe that's the actual <laughs> subtitle they went with they did it uh venom let there be carnage merchandise and oh oh it's it's pretty merchandise isn't it look look at that wouldn't you just be so happy to wear that it's like something you'd see in like like the bargain bin of like a costco we we have nicer shirts on our t public store that no one buys (laughs) but we have it's
1: literally just like a logo (laughs) t-shirt
0: it's literally just a logo t-shirt but you can actually buy this logo t-shirt at disney.com at their merch store which is pretty huge Because what this essentially tells us is that whatever, you know, rifts and schisms there may have been between the Disney people and between the Sony people over Spider-Man and over, you know, all these different intellectual properties and everything, it looks like they've kind of shored it up now if Disney is feeling comfortable enough to sell Venom merchandise on their store.
1: Yeah, again, doesn't mean that Venom is in the MCU. It just means Mm. that that new deal they made recently uh is like in effect and they they've like sort of buried the hatchet
0: if you will and they're gonna try and keep everyone happy which as we've seen with this and a lot of the weirder creative choices and what it looks like they're doing with the new spider-man movie it looks like they're trying to keep everyone happy and keeping all the palms grease so they can continue uh on in the fashion they're doing now again uh i sung the praises of lord and miller at the beginning of the show because of the mitchells in the machine i know they're involved in kind of all the sony spider-man centric stuff the S- now
1: sony U- spider-man united cinematic uh, movie, the sump course
0: oh uh, Scump! yeah Scump yeah. skump was Cumquad what it was, or the
1: whatever it was called yeah, or...
0: yeah the kumquat universe <laughs> yeah that they're, they're going to be more involved with that maybe they'll save it i don't know i think the best way to do a venom sequel is literally lean into how fucking stupid it is and literally say we are the dumbest worst thing ever yeah yeah like make tom hardy into charlie brown basically where he just can never get ahead <laughs> yeah our hero drunk tom hardy or tom holland who called and saved the day you're right <laughs> god god bless him for that
1: uh, yeah t- tom hardy's not drunk he's just sweaty
0: he's just very very sweaty tom holland was drunk when he called to save everybody <laughs> he was that guy yeah yes yeah, Scump is an anagram yeah s-p-m-u-c spump <laughs> Mm, good old spunk sounds like a terrible alien soda pop <laughs> sounds like something in the fallout universe drink a cold can of spunk
1: <laughs>
0: sprunk and yes
1: isn't that the one from like gta sprunk yes it is yeah. very
0: close to sprunk and yes morbius is still happening at some point though they've stopped doing trailers and updates hey, it's for it's
1: coming next year or something i don't i don't fucking know
0: though maybe it's not i would love them to be like what morbius what no we didn't we didn't talk about that no this is like a burn bears thing we never said that there was going to be a morbius movie what are you talking about no there was a whole trailer and everything no there wasn't I mean, no he,
1: yeah. that, that, that sounds like jared leto talking about that movie urban legends did you see that no i didn't he, he made a movie in the early 2000s called urban legends and someone like someone was interviewing him for something and just like mentioned it And the man just, he cannot remember making that film. Like, I don't know whether it's like, he just doesn't want to, or he was just so fucked up on drugs or did alcohol or something. I don't know that he just doesn't remember that part of his life.
0: That's fine. And and he just
1: kept on it and on it. It's like, I don't remember ever doing that film. Oh, wow. This is news to me.
0: Just, just a lost weekend phase. Waking up from his yeah, own hangover. That's, that's what it was what like. It's I like, done? I really
1: did that movie. Get out of town. Wow.
0: <laughs> what have I done? Oh God, what else have I done and don't remember doing? <laughs> I didn't hit anyone in my car on the way over here, did I? <laughs> that's what that sounds like. If I can black out a whole movie, what else can I black out? <laughs> that's fine, because I imagine he'll be blacking out making Morbius too. Yeah. Uh, so there's your venom news, everyone. There for all your hard hitting venom news, be sure to keep your dial on the internet because you know you dial in your internet. That's how it happens. So you know just <laughs> dial it right in here to the I, comic book.
1: I I don't know about you Joel, but I haven't had to use dial up internet for since like the nineties. <laughs> <90s. laughs>
0: that's that's why we didn't have a show last week. Everyone like <laughs> dial up went out because someone else had to make a phone call. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a very long phone call. <laughs>
0: Man, it's like when Red Letter Media did that whole episode where they filmed everything on like actual shitty videotape. Video we should do a yet. whole, yeah, we should do a whole show that's just on dial up and oh, you Jesus. know has like has like a twenty forty uh, resolution to it, <laughs> like original YouTube, <laughs> like from the two thousands. That was what we should do. Yeah, everyone will love it. Everyone will get the joke, and it won't be a huge disaster. <laughs> No, see, if we did do that, Matt, then we wouldn't have to do a show next week or the week after or ever because everyone would stop watching the show at that point. <laughs> Patreon down to zero. Everyone done. Done. <laughs> That's what will kill the show. That's how you'll know when Matt and I are officially done. <laughs> and with that, everyone, we can actually hop into what we read this week. And yeah, there was a lot of books this week.
1: There was, there was a lot of books and I, I was like straining to remember them because like I, I had to pace them out throughout the week.
0: Yeah, um, same here
1: but yeah i guess we'll start with the big one which was heroes reborn issue one. yeah
0: yes that's right the heroes are reborning, and uh I, i'm so happy that you know you were here to keep me up on everything that's been happening in aaron's avengers and also was i happy too that i didn't need to know any of it to get into this story basically <laughs>
1: yeah yeah they just kind of drop you right into the middle of it and just just it, as they do blade, blade. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: you are blade and uh, you are confused. You don't know what's happening.
1: Yeah, you're confused. You're you're angry. Probably hungry.
0: (laughs) Been eating rats and pigeons in London for a week. I I do like homeless Blade's costume there. He's got the shirt with the cross on it and the trench coat with the hood and everything. It's yeah. actually a pretty good look. Leave Leave it to Blade to try and be a shitty hobo and actually end up looking cool anyway. He's a fashion
1: icon now, but he's homeless.
0: <laughs> he really, really is. It's like, man, are you really homeless or are you just wearing the hottest new street fashion? I can't tell. <laughs> uh but yeah so he wakes up there and he's trying to hunt down all the avengers because no one remembers the avengers he can't ring avengers tower because it doesn't exist
1: yeah and avengers like uh jennifer walters were never she hulk and she runs a successful law firm in los angeles and bruce banner who did hulk out was exiled the negative zone
0: yeah Tony Stark never got that shrapnel in his chest, never became Iron Man and stayed an amoral weapons dealer. Yep, who is uh, a a drunk as well as it's implied that... by dialogue. <laughs> yep, never stopped drinking, still an asshole. Uh what is it? Carol Danvers still in the military, but because she's such a maverick who doesn't follow orders, she never actually achieved the rank of captain. Mhm.
1: And and Thor never uh learned humility, which is why he never found his hammer when he originally went to earth when his father originally sent him to earth
0: which is probably the saddest one and i'm like man then i remembered yeah that's right jason aaron wrote thor for like a decade yeah. that's why this thor bit is particularly sad and hey because thor never learned humility never raised the hammer he never got to go back home and because he never got to go back home no one was able to save asgard when god killed everybody
1: yep so there's no asgard now
0: which assumedly also means no asgard centric characters nope (laughs) and uh the characters we do have uh was it because this is a world without avengers it's the squadron supreme who are the only super team that anyone knows now and they defend the entire world from weird fusion versions of old marvel villains
1: yeah but but like fusions that make sense like we have dr doom invading invading america because america brought democracy to Ladveria, and he doesn't like it (laughs) and he does it because he lost the election uh and he invades uh washington uh with the crimson gem of Sidorak that turns him into dr juggernaut
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's dr juggernaut i didn't spend 10 years in juggernaut medical school to be called mister i love to (laughs) he's just literally on the front lawn of the white house like ah come out here and fight me president
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah president (laughs) colson
0: Yeah, President Coulson, which, man, the irony was not lost on me either that Coulson was originally murdered by Deadpool at the orders of evil Captain America Mm -hmm. during Secret Empire so he could ascend as president. Now Coulson is back and basically doing the same thing.
1: Yeah, with most likely Mephisto's help
0: yeah is what it seems to i mean that they kind of seek to throw everything on him this issue but mephisto has been the main villain of avengers basically since it started yeah, under aaron so they... like
1: yeah the the b plots and c plots of the book have been
0: uh mephisto working in the shadows yeah so the question is who knows what and why is the world how it is and how was blade somehow able to retain his memory
1: yeah but and we do know at, at least nighthawk seems to uh know what's happened to the world
0: right which uh which also goes to show that probably the other squadron supreme members know too but they're keeping it secret from everyone else yeah
1: because that's that's what like like blade's trying to find out who 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 knows and everything that's why he goes to see nighthawk and he can tell by the look in his eyes that he knows
0: uh those two teaming up was actually a super awesome fight as they fight yeah. the uh henchman of the black skull Johann schmidt if he had a symbiote yeah
1: that's damn that's so awesome <laughs>
0: That is, there's a lot of really fun mashups there. There's that. There's the all Gog who is Gog if he became the last all father of Asgard. Uh, Thanos is just Thanos, but instead of in the infinity gauntlet, he has the 10 rings with yeah, stones the, in the Yeah, the home.
1: infinity rings.
0: Yep. The infinity rings. I'm like, okay, fine. That's, you know, this is a, that is what it is. It's pretty fun. Uh, who else was I missing there? Dr. Juggernaut. Uh, oh, uh, the Silver Witch, who, because yes. Scarlet Witch never got to join the Avengers she never got redeemed and when her brother was killed she absorbed his speed
1: yep yep to become the silver witch which is an awesome
0: combination that's so cool it is and it also plays into a much bigger idea that i hope the rest of the series tackles and that is the avengers weren't just a great superhero <laughs> team they were a great force for rehabbing villains
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm
0: so many of your favorite avengers actually began life as villains and if you know they weren't trusted by cap and trusted by the avengers they may never have turned and so because of that there's actually more villains in this world and obviously the squadron supreme has no interest in rehabbing anybody because they're all you know american exceptionalism you know kill first ask questions later
1: yeah kill them just throw them in the negative zone because that's that's what it seeks to imply like all their villains they just like throw them into the negative zone because like doom is apparently escaped from there and hulk's in there and yeah they just throw them all in there
0: which begs the question uh if dr doom is a hyperion villain in this universe and they're throwing everyone in the negative zone where are the fantastic four because they're the first family they predate I, the avengers
1: i have to imagine they're probably still lost in space or something
0: either lost in space or dead or being forced to work uh for the squadron supreme
1: yeah yeah as scientists yeah
0: yeah that could be a thing maybe they could fuck with like the like the rolling time scale and be like no they died in the 60s
1: yeah yeah that that could be cool or they're, they're like uh uh wardens of the negative zone because they're they're familiar with the negative zone they're like right. they're like own the prison there or something
0: same uh same too it'll be interesting to see how they square the circle with spider-man because it's like yeah spider-man got his powers and yeah his career would have been very different but his origin doesn't actually involve the avengers that much he wanted to join the fantastic four was the thing when that didn't work so yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do there
1: well yeah spider-man's getting a book where peter doesn't get bitten yeah. by a spider he's, he's like literally just jimmy olsen
0: yeah well see well i saw a picture there from the new shutterbug and he looked like a spider monster Ooh, interesting so like is he the shutterbug but doesn't know it does he become like a spider werewolf but isn't oh, sure like he... like the the like the would...
1: one from the animated series when, when he morphed like into that. like the fucking spider yeah
0: i do i had that actually that would actually be a good way to spin it too to be like no 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 hands of fate spider-man still got bitten by the radioactive spider but in this universe it got fucky so he became a monster instead of a hero yeah
1: that'd be cool
0: that way, you get to have an alternate Peter Parker, but also, you know, not have to tie it too hard to everything that's going on with the Avengers. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, uh, pretty solid first issue. They set up a lot of interesting things. I hope they can keep this momentum going forward. I feel we do this a lot, Matt. We get really excited by a first issue, and then like by issue two, three. Oh, okay, now they've lost the plot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, again, it, I think it's going to be pretty good because it's it's a whole it's a line wide. Yeah, uh, story it's not like there's going to be uh, an avengers book that's just like some random avengers story in the middle of this it's it, like every every book is getting one of these heroes reborn yeah. stories so yeah
0: it's it's funny too you know it's like every story jason aaron has told in his avengers feels like it probably could have been an event so it's funny that this is the one that actually yeah. is the event
1: <laughs> that's very true very true
0: Where it's like, so this is the one that's actually the event, though, because it's like, okay, we literally cannot deny how this would affect the rest of the universe. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, we're seeing some cool stuff there, too, where it's like, hey, here's the Nighthawk book, but in this universe, Falcon was his sidekick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the champions, they were like the young squadron because they still existed, but they were inspired by the squadron and not by the Avengers. Yeah. So that's pretty cool uh yeah what else did we have this week matt that was worth talking about
1: um uh, let's have a, like oh i had the uh the start of
0: uh marvel's 34 issue star wars event <laughs> oh yeah that's right i kept meaning to pick that up this week i'm like oh i should read the first part of ba- what is it bounty hunter war or bounty yeah,
1: war war of the bounty hunters
0: because war sells, that's what it's good for. we got to put war in every comic event <laughs> uh, story now. Yeah, what's, uh, what's the inciting incident? Why are, why are all the bounty hunters warring?
1: Uh, Han Solo, for, for Han Solo. Uh, uh, Boba oh, so
0: just like it was in the old continuity.
1: Yeah, a little bit different. Um, uh, yeah, so Boba Fett's on his way to deliver Han to Jabba, and we learn that something goes wrong with the Carbonite, uh, and Han begins thawing. And so, mm. so uh, Boba has to head to Nashadar to a doctor he knows who can fix the, uh, the carbonite matrix and make sure the organic material inside doesn't thaw out. Um, but the doctor will only accept payments like up front. Uh, Boba has no credits to his name because he <laughs> came straight from this job and he's like, oh, I'll give you credits later on. But the doctor doesn't work that way. So uh, in, in the it's vein of Mandalorian, uh, Boba Fett has to go on a side quest. <laughs> uh, and that side quest is to eliminate a uh spider woman alien uh the only problem is the spider woman is like the best uh warrior arena warrior on uh nashida Narkandji, and and boba has to enter the arena and like work his way up the tiers to get to her because that's the only place uh she's like vulnerable everywhere else. She's like highly protected. Cause she's like the star, like champion right. can't be killed or anything. Um, so to do that, they end up painting his armor completely black. Uh, Cause people recognize the Boba Fett armor and be like, oh, that's Boba yeah. Fett. Um, and he goes by the name Django um, <laughs> and he, and he enters the arena and fights his way all to the top and gets to the spider lady who he's a great design. It's just like, it looks like a woman in like, like a giant, spider costume basically he's got like <laughs> giant legs and everything is gross uh he ends up killing her and getting the money and everything but he goes back to the the doctor and finds that someone has taken han from him Lovely. he d- doesn't know who but uh he's got to find them before Jubba becomes impatient
0: right and he's gonna kill his way halfway across the universe yeah. if he has to.
1: yeah pretty much <laughs>
0: Gonna curl them all and let God sort them out. Yep,
1: pretty pretty much. And that yeah, that's the inciting incident. And yeah, we're gonna kick off into this huge thirty-four issue event.
0: Do you think that's too long? Thirty-four <laughs> issues. Or are you excited?
1: I'm I'm excited because it's it's getting every Star Wars book that's on the shelves now involved, except for the High Republic stuff. So right. we got like the the Darth Vader stuff, the main Star Wars book, Bounty Hunters. Uh, Dr. Aphra, and then there's, like, a bunch of one-shots about all the different bounty hunters. So, like, Zuckus and uh, Mm, Bosk and, and, yeah, IG-88, all of these...
0: So yeah, got to read the boss one. Got to know what my man bosk is up to. <laughs> he he he
1: was he was the main main focus of the last issue of Bounty Hunters and that was pretty Oh, fun. really? Yeah, yeah.
0: Shit, i have to. Be... I just I just love that he's a crazy fucking lizard man who worships the scorekeeper. I'm Yeah.
1: That dish. that's basically what that issue was. He was he was part of like a, a Hunger Games like event to get to a target and he joined as like a prisoner and he's hunted these hunters down throughout this through this uh, alien world. It
0: was great. Nope. It was great. If I ever if we ever do a star wars rpg i really want to play a (laughs) trando uh so yeah that was pretty cool i I might have to check that out because yeah that definitely yeah well you can just start with that
1: first issue there was like some build-up in the in the bounty hunters book but it only it basically boiled down to valance like finding out that han solo his old friend is in trouble and he beats the shit out of dengar for the information
0: (laughs) (laughs) sounds about right oh dengar the butt monkey of the universe (laughs) Uh, I guess the other big book we had this week, too, was uh, Batman.
1: Yeah, issue 108.
0: Yes, the big debut of Miracle Molly, the character that DC really wants you to pre-order and really hopes that, you know, speculators are going to get all hot and bothered for like they did for Punchline.
1: Uh, Yeah, and I gotta say, kind of like a,
0: i like her too again she defies all expectations mainly because you think with that look and how heavily marketed she was like oh god she's gonna be really obnoxious isn't she oh no she's actually none of those and oh
1: god another punchline for the sake of punch this this is dc like doing that knee-jerk reaction making him put this in the book no no she's a really likable character and a character by the end of the book you're like yeah i agree with yeah
0: she she serves a very solid purpose in the story, and I bet more people would have really come to like her if DC didn't try and market her so hard, which is becoming mm-hmm. a real downfall of DC marketing. Hey, it's the hot new character. You want to buy this first issue because we promise it will appreciate and value and be worth a lot of money one they, day.
1: They they did the same thing with that Robin book uh, yep. w- with Flatline, who is only in like the last page.
0: <laughs> yep, 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 yep. All the worst habits of the 90s, all the worst habits of the speculator uh, boom are back in a big, big way, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. But yeah, uh, yeah, Punchline, or not Punchline, fucking Miracle Molly, actually kind of cool because she's just another cog in the unsanity collective machine. And she basically is there to walk Bruce Wayne through all of this and explain what their deal is because she believes so thoroughly in what they're doing that uh bruce will have no point but you know see things from their point of view by the time it's all over
1: yeah he gets a great tour of what the unsanity collective do and really what they do is like they don't do anything bad
0: no they rob from the rich but as they say look we never left anyone destitute on the streets which they certainly would we steal from people who can afford it and who are insured we don't force anything on anybody and what we essentially do is that you know we believe that you know the the whole apparatus of society is broken and corrupt from the bottom up, and that it is insane for people to toil forever with such little reward, you know, just to try and make things maybe a little bit better for their families. We've decided to opt out from this system that we view to be insane, and we decide to be unsane to live on the fringes of society.
1: Yeah, and and to do that, they have to have like their 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 past lives uh, yeah. erased by Mister Wise.
0: Yeah, they you gotta you gotta start from square one basically and you know she says it it wipes away you know all your trauma all your bad feelings and lets you start completely new and you know basically learn life uh, over again and she even says something quite cutting to bruce where she's like imagine how batman would feel if he could have could magically flip a switch and get rid of all of his trauma and all of his bad feelings imagine what kind of hero he could be then
1: yeah i i, I really enjoyed that yeah she was she was talking to to batman at that point and like batman was kind of like hmm that's a good point like, yeah I, I wonder and so it makes me think it's like oh are they gonna like do that thing are they gonna like make him get rid of this trauma and make him evolve to be a better batman because that's like the whole what the whole uh like thing of Tynan's uh, batman is
0: to be a better batman building a better type of batman and yeah it's interesting Now, we've seen stories like this before, and I think, you know, where Batman always comes down to is like, no, you can't just opt out of society, even if it is broken and fucked up. You got to try that much harder to make it better. And we are, as people, tapestries, the good and the bad. Yes, I have horrible trauma that drives me, but I would never sacrifice that for anything because you know that's as much part of me as the cape and the boots and everything else and i'm like oh this is actually interesting to see a new group of villains not gonna be like "Ah, i'm gonna blow up the city i'm going to shoot you batman it's i'm actually gonna give you a very hard moral choice
1: yeah yeah it's it's a different type of uh i wouldn't say villainy but like threat for batman to deal with
0: yeah very much so and then of course you got the scarecrow story still happening in the background and simon saint is the evil industrialist who's uh pulling all the strings and uh, he now has mahoney who he's gonna try and turn into the first peacekeeper
1: yeah and and, and he pretty much does in this issue i I'm i'm yes, I'm, in, he does. I'm, in, I'm very surprised at how fast the future state stuff is progressing through this book
0: Same. And I guess we'll have to figure out at some point where it's like, okay, they keep saying future state is a possible future. Are we going to see that happen? Or are we at the point now where it's like, no, 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 we already broke off at some point. So like the future state stuff will happen, but happen differently.
1: That's what I think is going to happen. like very few things like different things might happen like now maybe like bruce doesn't get shot by peacekeeper one or something yeah. like because of what happened with his story with the unsanity collective or something yeah yeah yeah
0: my my working fan theory and they have not confirmed or denied this yet but it's the fan theory i'm going with is that when jonathan kent told his father superman about the future he saw while hanging out with the Diverted uh... everything diverted everything that he ended up fucking up time and he also told damien too so he's just telling everyone and the more people john tells he's actually changing history and that's why we're seeing stuff that's different now it's all it's all superboy's fault superboy did it
1: it could also be as well um in the future say but while it's not not explicitly said in those books it's heavily 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 implied that joker actually was behind a day right uh whereas in this case we we absolutely know it was scarecrow we and, and we know yet. scarecrow in those harley in the um in the harley quinn future state books didn't have as much control over uh uh the magistrate and stuff and simon saint that he does now yeah. in, in these batman books so again that could be another point of like convergence
0: that that is assuming and we talked about this theory in the last episode too that is assuming this scarecrow with the new costume is jonathan crane Mm -hmm. and not another person in the suit that's true that's true because that still is like something they could pull and be like ha but it wasn't actually me Mm -hmm. so that would be interesting to see if that happens but uh yeah so lots of interesting stuff going on here yeah this this was an issue with very little action this was just talking about high-minded philosophical ideas
1: yeah well all the action was in the backup uh yes in the in the ghost ghost maker backup which is really brilliant as well i love that we're getting like these these weird and wacky assassins and their backstories with the first one now being kid kwai, uh, and how she's some like nanobot assassin who has the memories of a real life little girl she... and, and, and ghost has to fight her.
0: <laughs> very, very fun. Very funny. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, what else did you have this week, Matt?
1: Uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Uh, Oh, crime syndicate issue three
0: i finally stopped reading this one which means i got to finish more x-men this week but tell <laughs> me all the same
1: uh well this is the the ending of the first arc of the of the book because it's a six issue book uh so it's like halfway mark at the moment um and yeah this is the the heroes
0: or the heroes <laughs> finger quotes
1: um banding together to stop the the starro which in we do indeed learn this issue is a good guy uh, ah, they they fled to earth because earth has metahumans humans that they want to them to help uh deal with the overlords of oa Mm, uh,
0: which is they mentioned before
1: yeah they they got into a big fight with the guardians and the guardians almost like killed them all so uh they fled to earth to try and find the metahumans to help and um yeah so the heroes uh end up taking the taking the staros down uh we get introduced to this to alexander luther um who is who looks exactly like the luther in superman and lois (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's funny
1: um and his part of the story is, is is actually quite great I compared the entire issue to that uh that Spongebob mean was like we saved the city and it's like all on fire because <laughs> that's basically what this issue is uh, we've got yeah, we're like, in backwards land Alexander Luther trying his best to save the people of Metropolis he's got no powers he's got his suit so he's trying his best to save all the people he's trying to get Ultraman to like save these people this is your home save these people and ultraman, They're like yeah i don't care i'm gonna just like meth myself up with kryptonite and go after <laughs> go after the the, the stars and everything and yeah the, the issue ends with Ult- ultraman proclaiming he won the day in the <laughs> in the destroyed city uh, as everything around him burns
0: <laughs> see now that actually sounds fun see i actually wish alexander luther was in the story earlier because mm as i mentioned before the crime syndicate their logic is so alien and so like reverse evil it's hard mm-hmm. to like actually grasp on and kind of care that's what the book needed it needed alexander luther in there sooner i'm so surprised you can actually... they
1: didn't bring him in in that first issue
0: yeah because you need like a sane man you need like a sane pair of eyes to yeah. see what's going on and the fact that it's a luther makes it that much more interesting yeah
1: yeah and that's exactly what he was all his dialogue was like what the fuck are you guys doing save the people what the fuck that's are you what, just to Stop that's bickering need and
0: yeah we need a pov character maybe this will read better in trade i know in uh the solicitations they showed off like his team like the legion, the, the justice legion mm-hmm. which is like the legion of doom but also good guys yeah 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 so there's like a good version of giganta and like a good version of other characters
1: yeah yeah and the the backup of this issue was uh superwoman's story Mm. and and how uh steve trevor crash landed on on famascara and uh started a romance with donna troy but then like uh he yeah he, uh, he, she didn't want to get involved in man's world so he took her hostage and like tried to oh. force the amazons to to like help in in the world war and um they're like no no you're <laughs> a fucking stupid little man thing you know we'll just kill you and it was no it was actually quite great because it's uh, it was Donna learning that not all weapons are swords and shields and spears sometimes they're words and emotions Ooh. and Hippolyta tells her to use them as her tools and trade and manipulate people with them mm-hmm. and you'll find that they're often the better weapon than a sword or a shield
0: interesting
1: yeah and th- th- that's like the, the the catalyst that like hardens Superwoman at that point because before that she was just kind of like Wonder Woman yeah yeah huh. it was pretty cool pretty
0: good <laughs> one bad romance fucked her up forever <laughs> yeah
1: yeah pretty much
0: <laughs> god damn it steve you ruined it for everyone <laughs> dick uh hey speaking of villains acting as heroes uh suicide squad number three was this week too yeah i'm uh i'm digging this book and what they're doing with it this one actually kind of slows things down and we get to hang out with the team as it is mm-hmm. yep they, uh, they keep doing a fun thing, I don't know if you noticed it too, this picture motif. Every issue opens with a bunch of different pictures, mm-hmm. like from uh, like old issues and old stories and everything. And this one was all about Superboy and all of the events that he took place in.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like Waller's Files.
0: Very, you know, Metropolis kid joining the Young Justice team, joining the Titans. But as Nocturna brings up, uh, isn't there like huge swaths missing from this? In fact, when I ask him about it under mind control, he sounds like a guy reading a Wikipedia page. Yeah,
1: so it sounds like he's reading off a script.
0: Which I'm like, oh, that's good. Thompson is actually bringing up the fact that so much of this character's life doesn't make sense anymore because of retcons and bullshit. (laughs) Mm hmm. Which, again, I, I went back and looked at this, and I'm like, wait, New 52 Superboy wasn't Superboy, right? That was no. con but but con is his name, and they list it all on the official DC wiki like they were the same person, even though they're not. Yeah, the New 52 Superboy was a mistake. Yeah, that no, they got no one right talks up.
1: about. No one talks about anymore.
0: <laughs> Which is why there's that huge swath missing there from his life, and then it's like, wait, but didn't he not exist? And then Mr. Oz, and oh yeah, they never got to tell that yeah. story. He, so. he kind Oops.
1: of existed because he he existed on in the pre-flashpoint world but then got sent to gem world by star star labs and has spent like the new 52 time there and then he got found by young justice and
0: it's a it's a whole thing yeah we uh we also see that uh, peacemaker even though he's working for waller because their ideologies you know align he still doesn't trust her and he's retrofitted the laundry room so he can actually talk to the different members of his team i
1: i like just i just love how they keep hammering home how much he loves peace
0: just (laughs) loves it so much i just
1: i do this fucking peace and nothing else and fuck waller and her fucking suicide this is my suicide squad
0: yeah yeah basically and then you're like oh yeah he's a hero isn't he still peacemaker he's like an anti-hero but he's still a hero he's just got such a big fucking boner for peace and doing things his way yeah yeah Waller is very unpeaceful, and she wants Connor to replace me, and oh, he's super unpeaceful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We can't have that. I-, I love, too, the rivalry between these two, because Connor's like, hey, remember when you sucker punched me last time when I was sick with kryptonite? <laughs> I remember that, motherfucker. <laughs> We're going to have that. <laughs> out. don't you worry. I'm going to tap you back when you're not looking <laughs> and uh waller's big thing is like okay we need a speedster for the team now and uh, we have bolt who we met in the titans academy book and in future state she's australian i didn't mm-hmm. even know she was australian but mm-hmm. we find that out this issue
1: yep and uh yeah the, the the issue is is the setup to like getting her and they they've set it up to like oh she the, the, the team goes to the movies on certain days and uh then she goes for a run and that's when we'll grab her before she gets back to the titans tower because getting into the titans tower is like impossible
0: we are we are literally at the point now in our super villain suicide squad. We are kidnapping children off the street. That's officially where we're <laughs> at.
1: She well there is that desperate.
0: We are we are one white panelist van away from just stealing children off the street. <laughs> and uh Superboy who's just not putting up with any of the bad guy shit, he you know talks to Bolt. I'm assuming at a speed that only they can hear and he's like, "Hey, run, get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> which i like where he's like look i'm on your team but like i will totally sabotage you at every turn if you let me yeah 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 i'm not i am not sold on any of this they also do a thing that the end kind of doesn't line up with the last titans academy because we see a scene where waller's like oh go collect bald and it's the same dialogue as from the titans academy book but all the staging is different
1: yeah yeah in the in the in the titans academy book don't they like doesn't like peacemaker and super get bolt like they they, yes. they defeat her but yeah in the, in the end of the the uh the other the suicide squad it's like red x or something
0: yes they're also sitting down and it's in the dark and i'm like uh-oh you two writers didn't talk to each other because the timeline of these events also doesn't line up anymore <laughs> which
1: seems really strange because it's like this is meant to this is like a crossover there's meant to be a crossover
0: yes. uh so oh, like, yeah what
1: did they like not like talk or is like is is this just like just before the talks happened
0: or something it gets kind of crazy too because peacemakers like well we missed the chance to kidnap her off the street i guess we got to go to the tower to collect her which we saw at the end of the titans book Mm -hmm. but at the end of that book they were fighting red x here red x comes to try and help them and says hey i can help you sneak in to the tower yeah which leads me to believe and follow me on this theory matt uh there's actually two red x's
1: i think there's multiple red x's yeah
0: yeah one's a good guy one's a bad guy and you know one might just be a kid fucking around but clearly the fact that the suicide squad is fighting him in one issue and it being helped by him in another leads me to believe that surely there must be multiple
1: well yeah all those kids in 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 like that first issue the first two issues were like so super interested in it all just it wasn't just one so like yeah i could see totally see multiple children dressing up as it
0: that there's actually multiple red x's so uh yeah it feels super weird for these books to be doing crossover so early especially that titans book which is only two issues in it, and it's like oop crossover
1: feels like it was meant to be like after the first arc
0: yeah but they're like now we got to do it now because there's a suicide squad movie probably yeah yeah I, I don't love that titans book i know technically that came out last week but the lack of any real solid protagonist really hurts that book
1: i i know i i i totally understand what you mean but yeah i i quite enjoy it i enjoy a look at dc's hogwarts yeah (laughs) i
0: mean when it works it works like when that mike kid is talking to cyborg and i love that cyborg is the gym teacher because obviously you know he has a history with professional sports and everything So it makes sense for India when he's just talking to that kid. I'm like, okay, this this works. This should be the series. But then it's like, oh wait, we have five other characters we need to talk to. Some might be cast members. Some might be red herrings for Red X. And then it's like, oh, Red X needs to be the coolest guy who gives everyone the slip. And I'm like, God, I hope this just doesn't turn into a Red X wank fest.
1: It was a bit. It, it was like too many new characters
0: at once like i would have kept it small like the fact that it's a whole school worth of characters like no you, you pick five it's got to be five yeah. uh, a
1: whole school worth of characters 90 percent of which are new like we haven't yeah. seen before this issue
0: and some who i'm sure are only here to be red herrings
1: oh absolutely oh yeah red herrings and uh red shirts
0: and red shirts yeah exactly because we got to start killing some of these kids soon naturally
1: yeah oh yeah yeah killing kids yes yeah dc in hand in hand with killing kids
0: (laughs) with killing dc killing kids it's our favorite (laughs) thing gotta get a gotta get deathstroke coming out from under their beds and it's that michael jordan meme fuck them kids and he does yeah
1: it's like the kids exist and he took that personally
0: (laughs) and deathstroke took that very personally teen titans (laughs) exist Mm -mm, not on my watch (laughs) not if i can do anything about it which man that too you think after the whole judas contract thing you think the teen titans would be really really you know prepared to have someone like you know try and infiltrate their ranks and try and fuck with them
1: (laughs) oh now that you said that what if this whole red x thing is like is like a drill by by the oldest like like it's it's to like to like prevent that sort of stuff from happening
0: hey kids you're gonna get a lot of new friends in your life and sometimes they're horrible betrayers you have to watch out for (laughs) we got fucked over really bad one time (laughs) it's just dick dressing up yeah it's dick Dick. it's
1: it's it's, it's dick it's uh it's garfield uh raven it's all these characters just like dressing up as red x (laughs)
0: it's just hazing sorry kids we yeah. were just hazing you get too far yeah yeah i would love that it's not gonna happen but that would be my that'd be so fucking great that'd be that is so great these adults with these children yeah it's like Look, geez, we didn't thought...
1: expect the suicide squad to get involved jesus christ yeah <laughs>
0: well you know you kids thought we were really lame and old so we had to prove how cool you were by bringing out <laughs> the legend of red x we really didn't think it would go this far <laughs> uh man your parents are gonna be so mad at us don't tell your parents kids dick says don't tell your parents good thing you
1: just signed all these wayne enterprises ndas
0: yeah all these waivers yeah i have all this
1: money now so i'm just gonna sue you if you talk
0: yeah Oh, and raven and garvey you guys thought it was crazy that i made them sign all these paperwork well who's laughing now (laughs) they're like no kid's gonna sign that paperwork yes they are (laughs) Uh, what else did you have this week, Matt? Uh, I had the second
1: installment of the Infinite Frontier Secret
0: Files. That's right. Okay, see, I picked this one up because it was Roy, and I did, uh, what is it, uh, read through it, but didn't actually read all of it. He gets into a fun bar fight.
1: Yeah, uh, this is a look through Roy Harper's very, very tragic life, and how, uh, Cameron Chase, upon viewing him, realizes he doesn't actually have any memories of all of this tragic shit that happened uh he he doesn't remember it but the thing is he could and she's worried about the man that will come out on the other side
0: true enough uh
1: and yeah the the whole issue was based around uh roy getting his ass kicked around a new mexican bar uh because he keeps uh antagonizing uh big bill uh this uh, guy in the local bar and we don't really know why he just keeps antagonizing him and my theory is that he does actually remember a lot of the stuff and this is like him punishing himself for for stuff like his daughter's death and like oh i like all the stuff he he did it's 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 not really implied but like you could draw that from that by by what cameron chase is saying
0: i like that a lot actually because yeah he's had probably one of the worst histories of any character Mm -hmm. ever they've only ever fucked him up for the last decade. So for once, a character having amnesia is actually a blessing for him, or he would remember losing his arm, his dead daughter, his drug addiction, it, his alcohol addiction, the trucker cap. It,
1: this is this is like his form of meditation, because there's also a part in the book that's, uh, takes place in the past where he's still speedy, and uh, mm. he, he misses a shot and lets Deathstroke escape, and he gets really angry and snaps his bow and everything, and Oliver's like, it's cool, man, just, you know... Just meditate on it it's it's fine if you fail you'll get him again another time there will there'll, there'll always be another time just like mm. calm down and like like breathe in breathe out <laughs> and like this could be seen as his form of meditation just getting his ass
0: kicked that man that's that's a real dark character thing but also very much fits yeah. <laughs> yeah i meditate by getting beaten up cuz i only know pain and suffering <laughs> yeah all right i want to read that infinite frontier book when it starts this sounds like a nice mixture of characters and backgrounds and motivations
1: yeah and he's left um much like how we saw him in infinite frontier to like sort of roam the countryside and just i guess kind of find himself and just be not roy harper arsenal but just roy harper
0: again which i'm fine and then with he
1: might get superpowers maybe
0: yeah that's the rumor too i'm like okay i mean i guess no one else in the green arrow family has powers and i guess it's nice to give something to him instead of take it away (laughs) oh
1: they'll give it to him but they'll take something from him they'll take his arm or something you can't can have these powers but you don't you only get one arm
0: yeah oh we took your left nut sorry about that (laughs) you're now down one nut (laughs) hope you're okay with that (laughs) Uh, Oh, I had Amazing Spider-Man 65 this week. I'll be really quick because the story itself was really quick. Yeah. Yeah, Tombstone and Robbie team up to uh, save their kids from Madam Mask and Crime Master who kidnapped them. Uh, The bad guys actually have one up on Spider-Man, and that is because he's streaming all of his activity now because of threats and menaces. They're like, oh, yeah, we know exactly when he's going to be here. We have our spider tracker map. Mm Mm-hmm. So we know we have enough time to kill you all before he gets here. <laughs> but, oh, don't worry. Tombstone calls ahead and the girl gang, the sinister syndicate, actually come to help them uh, save Beetle, And uh, they all end up teaming up and they all fight the bad guys and they win.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: Oh, and uh, Randy and uh, Beetle are going to be moving in together now. <laughs> I'm like, really? That's how much your relationship advanced? You're just going to be moving in together? All right. <laughs> But uh, it's really just setting the stage for the next issue, which is the big double length issue, Kingpin and the Lifeline tablet and uh, Boomerang, who's on a bit of a suicide mission. Nice, nice. Because he because he just now learned about power and responsibility, and it's really fucking with his head. <laughs> he took all the wrong pointers from with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> uh but yeah that's what i had uh i had one more after this too i did as well i've i had a
1: u.s agent issue five the finale
0: to christopher priest run cool
1: and yeah this is this was all action because we had uh john walker fighting the new u.s agent april manning on a crashing helicarrier (laughs) while also having to deal with a byproduct of the american kaiju program oh so it was good it was yeah it wasn't actually mentioned until this issue and and john's like wait this is just this is like a byproduct of the american card this is like one that failed but it didn't fail enough that they had to destroy it they wanted to keep it and that's what was buried under this town and they put the helicarrier on top of it to keep it like hidden
0: that's also kind of an allegory for john walker too you were part of the captain america program that failed but we still keep you around because you're still kind of useful we just bury you in a bunch of stuff most yeah. of the time
1: uh we also learned that april uh is actually like because he juices himself up um uh with a serum the serum is actually derived from this uh kaiju uh oh. and because its blood was infected by the leaking battery of the helicarrier he can't stop taking it because if he does he will die Uh, which is why (laughs) he keeps like fucking juicing himself with it. Um, Again, I think it's kind of an allegory for like uh, drug epidemics in African American communities and stuff Mm. like
0: that. Sounds Um, like something Christopher priest would do.
1: Yeah. uh, We get a little bit more backstory on him and we find out how he's very similar to John, but also in a completely different way because he comes from a background of uh, uh, wealth and everything. Mm. And he was, he was, he literally bought the U S agent mantle. Um, oh shit so and so he's every he's very much like john but then he's also everything john despises like elitists Mm. and like uh the the one percent sort of thing whereas john likes the the people of ephraim the the salt of the earth americans right of course there's a great part where we learn that uh april's son was actually murdered by a police officer oh shit but april's like yeah well the police officer was just doing his job wow yeah (laughs) yeah like like, completely different to what you would think that like like i said in my review you could you could easily done the the easy way out which is make april a more quote-unquote left-leaning us agent but no he's like just as bad as john and he keeps I, I, calling I, john out on his shit when he his shit stinks more than john's <laughs> wow
0: I, again man what a what an interesting thing to try and create a villain for a character like john walker who is so complicated you need to make an equally complicated yeah. villain for him to fight. equally
1: shittier person yeah
0: and also i'm sure what is it that this is christopher priest getting some stuff out too about people oh, yeah. he doesn't like being a black man himself and everything too Absolutely. And i and a priest himself i don't know what his own political affiliations are but still maybe he was the perfect guy to write this
1: absolutely absolutely and um yeah by the end of the book the april he's still left alive but uh John manages to take back his shield and, uh, kind of abscond from working as a US agent anymore. And he's kind of a freelance and his, his handler, his old is like maybe you kind of work better like this without government oversight. You seem to get shit <laughs> done a little bit. Like you may fuck up every now and then, but you seem to get shit done. So we'll, we'll let you like keep that shield. And then that's leading into, um, the United States of Captain America. Cool because he's going to team up with cap i guess to go find cap shield nice yeah i'm about it
0: yeah i might have to go back and read this this
1: sounds interesting it's pretty damn good pretty damn good it's exactly how like john is like portrayed in falcon and winter soldier as well he's no different to that character and yeah it's it's pretty great Again,
0: it's our new age of more complex you know kind of got to unpack a lot with john walker he mm-hmm. is many things all at once yeah yeah uh i also had a mortal hulk this week 46 which was the we're, we're nearing the end of this one matt yeah yeah they're uh they're kicking hard to the finish line we saw the big return of the gray hulk at the end of the previous issue mm-hmm. and he just fucks up the ufos by using dirty tricks and underhanded <laughs> tactics that, that 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 the green hulk wouldn't do but gray hulk would do he abuses them on twitter he more or less <laughs> he's like oh hey you know ufos you got metal skin ah but i bet you got nice squishy organs under there if i just poke your eyes and shit <laughs> and oh hey one of you can turn into a deadly aerosol or what if i breathe you in and then spray you in the eyes of your leader so you know he's blinded that's pretty cool and then it's like oh what's that you're punching me away to philadelphia that's fine i was done with this fight anyway
1: <laughs> i wanted to go to philadelphia <laughs>
0: literally that's his thing like you can't beat me because i'm just like an asshole in this whole <laughs> thing and eventually guy Rich, who's running gamma flight now is like fuck you know i deputize these villains and they can't do the job i'm really gonna have to suck up my pride and i'm gonna have to call the avengers for help which is what he
1: does oh no so i'm surprised he just didn't get Orchis involved since uh, that was the thing through like sword yeah he, he's like working know. with <laughs>
0: That yeah, he's a member of that, and that he's all involved. It's like no, no, no. You see, I fuck up the mutants from twelve to three. I fuck up the Hulk <laughs> from three to six.
1: It's a whole schedule. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you gotta gotta compartmentalize when you're a governmental d bag like me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Avengers corner Gray Hulk at Ween's Bar get it like Len Wee, yeah because everything is a name of someone in this and Thor particularly really wants to pick a fight with him because like yeah when you beat me before uh, you know when we blew up a whole town you know I wasn't king yet but I'm the king of thunder now (laughs) king of Asgard and the Hulk's just like punch (laughs) you're still nothing compared to me and it's like a big deal because the last time the avengers fought the hulk he totally embarrassed them they had to blow up a whole town just to turn him into a skeleton and even that didn't work and you're think like oh hulk's cornered now who's going to come to help him and it's betty ross is the harpy who shows up with a laser gun and starts firing <laughs> on the avengers <laughs>
1: that's
0: great <laughs> it is and i'm like well i guess they're back together now good for them yeah. well
1: fairly the, the obviously this takes place before the last avengers arc because it's like well the avengers now have like a phoenix amongst their ranks like yeah phoenix could just like fucking murder hulk
0: yeah we we do actually see blade as part of the team too so it definitely oh, nice. is before that nice so someone's definitely paying attention there but uh yeah i i love that idea that this is what gets, uh, what is it, Betty and Bruce back together <laughs> fighting the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. And as we've seen from art from that Defenders book and everything that's coming out, Betty stays the Harpy. She's not going to oh, okay. not be the Harpy. Okay. Like, I assume this story would end with her, you know, being cured. And, you know, this being, uh, what is it, Bruce's thing, like, hey, sorry, I keep ruining your life. But, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay
0: also the chat says that was apparently a lamppost not a gun it looked like a gun to me (laughs) the
1: lamppost that shoots like a gun (laughs) yeah it's one of those philadelphia lamppost guns
0: i i often mistake lampposts for guns (laughs) it makes my life very very difficult and vice versa oh man does that make my life difficult (laughs) so yeah that was that story and it's pretty good nice all right, then I guess on that note, everyone, we can start bringing the show to a close. As always, thank you for joining us on Sunday nights over at Twitch. That's always a big deal. Thanks to everyone who donated and helped out with the show. Means more now than ever. Same for everyone who is a patron. You'll be getting the show first before uh, anyone else in both audio and video format. Uh, that means the world to us As again as YouTube algorithms fuck us around and we're not quite sure. <laughs> what the future for this show will hold you can also support the show by getting some delicious wild bill craft soda and using the promo j- uh, code cape all one word for 10 percent off i know people are buying that and that certainly certainly helps us
1: yeah keep buying that stuff i heard it's very good i just wish i it could is. buy some
0: i know right uh, maybe if we sell enough they'll send you a special care package all the way to <laughs> australia
1: <laughs> hopefully
0: so so thank you everyone for coming in and hanging out we really do appreciate it and we'll try and keep you posted as we find out what we're going to do with the show maybe we'll go every other week maybe we'll try and put it on youtube so at least we can take donations again you know obviously any feedback i could get in the comments section would certainly help us a lot
1: absolutely i'm maybe we should also like go to twitter as well and uh ask ask what's happening over there what they they think yeah
0: I mean if we put the show anywhere else would you follow the show there that's like a whole thing that we want to know cuz like I don't want to stop doing it and I don't think Matt wants to stop doing it this no, has not been at maybe all. the most this has been maybe the most consistent project we've ever done but like if it's literally going to become a money sink and if I see the views on the channel go down and I know this is why <laughs> <laughs> then that's really going to stick in my craw and I don't want to have to do that yeah <laughs> Uh, But until then, everyone, thank you so much for watching and listening. And Matt and myself will be back again next time, everyone. Bye-bye. See ya.